0: Pelvic inflammatory disease. Pelvic, pelvic inflammatory disease is a term used to describe infection and inflammation of the female pelvic organs, including uterus, fallopian tube, ovaries, and surrounding peritoneum. It is usually the result of ascending infection from the endocervix. Cause of organism is Chlamydia trachomatis and the other most common organisms Neisseria gonorrhoea, Mycoplasma genitalium, and Mycoplasma hominis. Features: one, lower abdominal pain; two, fever; three, deep dyspareunia. Four, dysuria and menstrual irregularities may occur. Five, vaginal or cervical discharge. And the last one is cervical excitation. Investigation. A pregnancy test should be done to exclude an ectopic pregnancy, um, a high vaginal swab, which is often negative, and screen for chlamydia and gonorrhea. Management. Due to deficiency in making an accurate diagnosis and the potential complication of untreated pelvic inflammatory disease, guidelines recommended having a low threshold of treatment. Oral. Ofloxacin plus oral metronidazole or intramuscular zone plus oral doxycycline plus oral metronidazole so oral ofloxacin of and oral metronidazole or intramuscular ceftriaxone plus oral doxycycline and oral metronidazole. Guidelines suggest that in mild case of pelvic inflammatory disease, intrauterine contraceptive device may be left in. The more recent guidelines suggest that the evidence is limited, but the removal of the IUD should be considered and may be associated with short-term clinical outcome. Better. Complication. Perihepatitis, has curatus syndrome. It occurs in 10% of cases and it's characterized by right upper quadrant pain and may be confused with cholecystitis. Number two from the complications is infertility. The risk may be as high as 10 to 20% after a single episode and pelvic number three from the complication is chronic pelvic pain and ectopic pregnancy. Urinary incontinence. Urinary incontinence is a common problem affecting around 4 to 5% of the population. It is more common in elderly females. Risk factor. Advancing age, or previous pregnancy and childbirth, or high body mass index, or hysterectomy, or family history. Classification: It may be overactive bladder, or urge incontinence due to detrusor overactivity. It will say that LP on myself, and this due to involuntary contraction of al- bladder muscles. Or number two, it's a stress incontinence. Stress incontinence, which is mean leaking small amounts when coughing or laughing. It's more common in female. Or maybe it mixed incontinence like urge and stress, both urge and stress incontinence. Or maybe it's overflow incontinence, overflow due to bladder outlet obstruction like due to prostate enlargement. Or it's maybe neurogenic incontinence due to impaired function of the nervous system like stroke in the frontal loop. Initial investigation, bladder diuresis should be completed for a minimum 3 days and vaginal examination to exclude pelvic organ prolapse and ability to initiate voluntary contraction of pelvic floor muscle Kegel, Kegel's exercise) or urinary stick and culture or urodynamic studies. Management depends on whether urge or stress urinary incontinence is the predominant picture. If urge incontinence is predominant, so if urge incontinence, we should do bladder re- retraining last for a minimum six weeks. The idea is gradually increase the intervals between voiding or maybe bladder-stabilizing drugs, it's anti-mascarinic. anti is the first line. And I recommend oxybutynin, which is immediate release, or tolterodine, which is also immediate release, or darifenacin, which is once daily preparation. But immediate release oxybutynin should, however, be avoided in frail older women. May I be grown? Mirabigron, it's a beta-3 agonist, may be useful if there is concern about anticholinergic side effect in frail elderly patients. So, management in l- urge and continence, bladder retraining, minimum 6 weeks to gradually increase the intervals between voiding or bladder stabilizing drugs, which is anti drugs like OTD, o or t tol or D-Derifinacine. But we should avoid Oxybutinine in frail elderly women, so we will replace it by mirabegron. If stress incontinence is predominant so pelvic floor muscle training must recommend at least eight contractions performed three times per day for a minimum three months or surgical procedure like retropubic mid tape procedure. If surgery is not possible, so give duloxetine. Duloxetine and to increase the tone of the muscle. If it's overflow or like overflow incontinence like PPH, give alpha-1 blocker like tamsulosin or or doxazucine duxal- Side effect is orthostatic hypotension as alpha-1 uh, in, is present in aortic arch. So stress incontinence, pelvic floor muscle training, not bladder, pelvic floor muscle training, and surgical procedure like tape procedure or surgery not possible so duloxetine overflow give time solution or doxazosine thanks Hypoparathyroidism. Hypoparathyroidism is primary hypoparathyroidism or pseudo-hypoparathyroidism. Primary hypoparathyroidism is decreased parathermone secretions, secondary to maybe thyroid surgery. It has low calcium and high phosphate and is treated with alpha-calcidol, which is vitamin D. The main symptoms of hypoparathyroidism are secondary to hypocalcemia, uh, tetany, muscle twitching, cramping, and spasm or peri- uh, perioral parasitia and torosi sign which is carpal spasm in the prechial artery occluded if the prechial artery occluded by inflating the blood pressure cuff and maintaining pressure above systolic. Trophistic sign taping over parotid cause facial muscle to twitch. If chronic it cause depression and cataract. ECG prolonged QT intervals. Pseudo hypoparathyroidism target cells being insensitive to parathormone due to abnormality in, a gene- in G protein associated with low uh, uh, low IQ and short stature, and shortened 4th and 5th metacarpals, and round face. It's said as low calcium, high phosphate, and high parathormone. Diagnosis is made by measuring urinary cyclic AMB and phosphate levels following an infusion of parathormone. In hypoparathyroidism, this will cause an increase in both cyclic AMB and phosphate levels, and so do hypoparathyroidism type 1. Neither cyclic MB nor phosphate levels are increased While in pseudohypoparathyroidism type 2, only cyclic MB rises. Pseudohypoparathyroidism is a similar phenotype of pseudohypoparathyroidism, but with normal biochemistry. Pseudohypoparathyroidism is caused by target cell insensitivity to parathyroid hormone. Due to mutation in a G protein, in type 1 pseudohypoparathyroidism, there is a complete receptor defect, whereas in type 2, the cell receptor is intact. Pseudohypoparathyroidism is typically inherited as an autosomal dominant fashion it's called Albert Hereditary Osteodystrophy. Plus, is high, calcium is low, phosphate is high, features short 4th, 5th <coughs> and short stature, and cognitive impairment, and obesity and round face Invis- round face. investigation infusion of parathermone followed by a measurement of urinary phosphate and cyclic AMP measure. This can help differentiate between type 1, either phosphate or cyclic AMP will rise, and type 2, cyclic AMP rise, but phosphate levels do not change. Hypocalcemia. Hypocalcemia, you will find low serum calcium. We confirm with repeat measurement, correct for serum albumin, or measure ionized calcium. Sometimes you find low magnesium, or maybe drug-induced, or maybe recurrent blood transfusion due to increased citrate. So if it's uh, due to recurrent blood transfusion, give IV calcium. If it's low magnesium, treat with replete the magnesium store, and maybe drug treat the colds. If it's no, then measure the parathormone If it's normal or low parathormone so it's maybe hypoparathyroidism due to surgery like parathyroidectomy or thyroid thyroid surgery or radiation, radiation to the neck. Maybe sometimes it's autoimmune like polyglandular autoimmune syndrome or maybe infiltration by cancer. If you find high parathermone, so high parathormone it may be metabolic like vitamin D deficiency or chronic kidney disease will make the parathermone will high level. Maybe inflammation, inflammation like pancreatitis or sepsis, maybe tumor lysis syndrome, maybe parathermone resistance like pseudohypoparathyroidism. Normal calcium is 2.2 to 2.8. Primary hyperparathyroidism In exam, primary hyperparathyroidism is stereotypically seen in elderly female with an unquestionable thirst. And in appropriately normal or raised parathormone level, it is most commonly due to solitary adenoma. So, causes of primary hyperparathyroidism, 80% is solitary adenoma, 15% hyperplasia, 4% multiple adenoma, and 1% carcinoma. Features of hypercalcemia is bone stones, abdominal groans, and psychic moons. Polydipsia, polyuria. Diabetes yeah, insipidus, maybe nephrogenic peptic ulceration or constipation or pancreatitis, bone pain and fracture, uh, stratus fibrosis, cystica, renal, renal stone, fatigue, depression, hypertension, and uh, acidosis, ulcer, pancreatitis, pancreatitis. Associations, associations, hypertension, multiple endocrine neoplasia main type 1 and main type 2, so primary hyperparathyroidism is part of main type 1 and main type 2. Investigation, 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 we will find raised calcium, low phosphate, Parathyroidism may be raised or normal. Technicium MIBI subtraction scan paper put skull is characterized, characteristic x-ray finding of a hyperparathyroidism. the definitive management is total parathyroidectomy. Conservative management may be offered if the calcium level is less than 0.25 millimol above the upper limit of a normal and patient more than 50 years and there is no evidence of end organ damage. Calcium mimetic agents like Sina Kalset, are sometimes used in patients who are unsuitable for surgery. Calcium attached to albumin, so so if decrease in malnutrition, like nephrotic, ionized calcium, will free or not with albumin. So in acidosis, increase calcium, increase potassium. In alkalosis, decrease calcium, decrease potassium. As alkalosis binds more calcium to albumin. Diagnosis of hypercalcemia. In the next term. Hypercalcemia cause of hypercalcemia two conditions account for 90 percent of causes of hypercalcemia number one primary hyperparathyroidism this is the most common cause in non-hospitalized patients and the first cause of or most common cause of primary hyperparathyroidism is solitary adenoma number two is malignancy the commonest cause in no, malignancy is a second cause of um, hypercalcemia this is a common cause in hospitalized patients this may be due to number of process including bone metastasis myeloma parathormone releasing peptide from squamous lung cancer or lymphoma Other causes include sarcoidosis, vitamin d intoxication acromegaly thyrotoxicosis milk alkali syndrome drugs like thiazide or calcium containing antacid or dehydration or addison disease or paget disease of the bone features like we said in primary hyperparathyroidism is bone Sto- bones, stones, abdominal groans, and cyclic moons, Polydipsia, polyuria, peptic ulceration, constipation, pancreatitis, bone pain fracture, renal stone, depression, hypertension, acidosis, and associated with hypertension. Investigation increases serum calcium, increases parathormone level or inappropriately normal, urine calcium increase or normal, like familial hypercalciuria, decreases serum phosphate treatment, medical treatment, bisphosphonate, pamidronate, in osteoporosis or any hypercalcemic. Since so, senacalcid, if increased parathermone, it inhibited parathermone and decrease the upon manifestations. Dietary calcium, should decrease less than 400. Oral hydration, 2 to 3 liter. Uh, PO4 supplement, phosphate soda. Plus or minus estrogen in postmenopausal women. Surgery, surgery if age under 50 years and if symptomatic like osteoporosis or fracture or renal stone and if EG, EGFR is less than 60 milliliter and adjust, adjusted serum calcium less than 0.5. diagnosis of you should confirm the IV by repeat testing and correct for albumin concentration on ionized calcium. Measure the Then measure parathermone level. If it's high, parathermone elevated, so it's parathermone dependent. If it's parathermone dependent, so it's maybe primary or tertiary hyperparathyroidism, or maybe familial hypercalcemia, uh, familial hypercalcemic, hypocalcioric, or lithium. If it's suppressed parathermone, so it's parathermone independent measure parathermone releasing peptide and measure 25 hydroxy d it may be cause malignancy like suomacyl carcinoma maybe vitamin d intoxication maybe granulomatous disease like TB or sarcoidosis maybe drug induced like sciazide maybe milk alkylase syndrome maybe thyrotoxicosis maybe vitamin a toxicity maybe amyobilization maybe ectopic malignancies which is which release parathermone the secondary, hyper-para, secondary hyperparathyroidism we'll talk about it So we talk about primary hyperparathyroidism which is due to maybe solitary adenoma in the parathyroid glaze. But you have secondary hyperparathyroidism. Secondary hyperparathyroidism is due to vitamin D deficiency and decrease of calcium. Uh, so it causes a chronic renal failure or maybe hy- so hypocalcemia, or decreased vitamin D. result, resulted, decrease calcium and increased parathyroid. Tertiary, thio- tertiary hyperparathyroidism, is after secondary increase. So the parathermone will increase in response to low calcium. So parathermone will increase calcium from bone and in, uh, will take calcium from bone and increase calcium. Uh, and increase parathermone as primary. There is parathermone-independent hypercalcemia like we talk about it. It's increased calcium and decreased parathermone. This may be due to excess calcium intake or maybe cancer as cancer secrete calcium. Uh, look at the acidosis. Acidosis acido, acidos will cause free calcium to release. Why? Because albumin buffer acidosis, increase binding of hydrogen ions to albumin, so it displace the calcium from the albumin dynamic pituitary function tests. Dynamic pituitary function test is used to assist patients with suspected primary pituitary dysfunction. Insulin it's a TRH and LHRH are given to the patients, following which serum, serum glucose, cortisol, growth hormone, TSH, LH, and FSH levels are recorded recorded at regular intervals. Prolactin levels are also sometimes measured. Normal dynamic fo- pituitary function test shows the following characteristics. The growth hormone rise more than 20 mL milli- milli unit per liter and cortisol level rise more than 550 millimole. TSH level rise by more than 2 mu per liter from baseline and LH and FSH should double. Dopamine antagonist tests using metoclopramide may also be used in the investigation of hyperprolactinemia. Normal response is at least a two-fold rise in prolactin after giving the dopamine antagonist. <coughs> Planted prolactin response suggests a prolactinoma. Thanks water deprivation test method prevent patient drinking water then ask patient to empty bladder hourly urine and plasma osmolarities will measured <clears throat> if it's normal so starting plasma osmolarity will be normal final urine osmolarity more than 600 and the urine osmolarity after desmopressin, it will be more than six hundred. If it's psychogenic polydipsia, so starting plasma osmolarity will be low, but the final urine osmolarity will be more than four hundred and the urine osmolarity after desmopressin will be more than four hundred. If it's a cranial diabetes diabetes, diabetes insipidus, so starting plasma osmolarity will be high, but final urine and final urine osmolarity will be less than three hundred. But after this person will be more than six So it's mismatched. If it's nephrogenic, the abyss and septicus start in plasma osmolarity will be high. Final urine osmolarity will be less than 300, and after this, the will be still less than 300 because it's nephrogenic. Insulin stress test is accused in investigation of hypopituitarism, IV insulin given, then gross hormone and cortisol are measured. With normal pituitary function, gross hormone and cortisol should rise its insulin stressors, but it has contraindications like epilepsy and ischemic heart disease and adrenal insufficiency. Corticosteroids and their side effects. Corticosteroids are amongst the most commonly prescribed therapies in clinical practice. They are used both systemically, oral or intravenous, and or locally. Skin creams, inhalers, eye drops, intraarticular. They are they augment and in some cases replace the natural glucocorticoids and mineralocorticoids activity. Uh, we have mineral glu- minimum glucocorticoid activity and very high mineral- mineralocorticoids activity like el- fludrocortisone. So if we have aldosterone, so the nearest to the aldosterone is the FH. So alpha A for aldosterone, F for fludrocortisone and H for hydrocortisone. Uh, and if you have very uh, if we have high glucocorticoid activity with minimal mineralocorticoid activity so we have MDC or P B, PBD B, so glucocorticoids or cortisone will be near 4 prednisone <coughs> and dexa and beta and methylprednisolone side effects side effects of glucocorticoids are numerous and represents the single greatest limitation on their usage Side effects are more common with systemic and prolonged therapy. Glucocorticoid side effects: endocrine, which will cause impaired glucose regulation, increased appetite or weight gain or hirsutism and hyperlipidemia. Cushion syndrome like moon face, buffalo ham and striae. Musculoskeletal like osteoporosis, proximal myopathy, a vascular necrosis of a femoral head. <coughs> Immunosuppression like cause increased susceptibility to severe infection and reactivation of a tuberculosis. Psychiatric disorders like insomnia, mania, depression and psychosis. gastrointestinal intestinal like peptic and acute pancreatitis, ophthalmic complications like glaucoma and cataracts, suppression of growth in children, and intracranial hypertension and neutrophilia. Mineral side side effects will cause fluid retention and hypertension. Selected points on the use of corticosteroids. Patients on long-term steroids should have their dose double during intercurrent illness. The BNF <clears throat> suggested gradual withdrawal of a systemic cortical if patients have received more than 40 mg prednisolone daily for more than one week or received more than three weeks treatment or recently received repeated courses. So if, for, if 40 mg prednisolone daily for more than one week or received more than three weeks treatment or recently received repeated courses. Thanks. Neuroplastoma. Neuroplastoma is one of the top five causes of cancer in children, accounting for around 7-8% to 8% of childhood malignancies. The tumor arises from neural crest tissue of the adrenal medulla, the most common site. And nervous system, <coughs> median age of onset is around 20 months, features abdominal pain, pallor, weight loss, bone pain, limb, hepatomegaly, paraplegia, proptosis, abdominal pain, abdominal mass. Palor, weight loss, bone pain, limb, hepatomegaly, paraplegia, and proptosis. Investigation raised urinary, venal, mandelic acid, and homovanilic acid level. Calcification may sit on abdominal x ray and should take sometimes take biopsy. Carnic <coughs> complex, carnic complex, it's a spotty skin pigmentation with mexoma in the life, left atrium and schwannoma. Schwannoma is tumor in CNS and, 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 and GH which is bitwetal growth increased increase, the adenoma, neurological and acromegaly, and, and decreased testosterone. When hebel disease, is autosomal dominant disease, defect in chromosome 3, has CNS tumors and the retinal hebi- hemangioplastoma, Forty present from retinal cyst or carcinoma, which is late for your chromocytoma, forty percent or pancreatic tumor, 50%, non-functioning and schwannoma, tumor in the CNS. Pendritz syndrome. Pendritz syndrome is deafness and or, and hypothyroidism so ear and thyroid gland Pendred is an autosomal recessive genetic disorder is characterized by bilateral sensory neural deafness with mild hypo, hypothyroidism and a goiter patients tend to present with progressive hearing loss and delay in academic progression often head trauma tends to make the sensory neural deafness worse leading to patients having to avoid contact sports. In Bindrad's syndrome, there is a defect in organification of an iodine, leading to disharmogenesis. However, thyroid symptoms in Bindrad's syndrome are often mild, and patients are often clinically euthyroid. Presenting only with a goiter, thyroid function tests are also often normal, requiring the pericolate discharge test to aid diagnosis. Pericolate discharge test to aid diagnosis. The syndrome can be diagnosed via genetic distinct Bindrad's syndrome gene. It's on chromosome 7, <coughs> and audiometry and MRI imaging to look for characteristic one and a half turn in the cochlea. One and a half turn in the cochlea compared to the normal, which have two and a half turn. Treatment with thyroid hormone replacement and cochlear implant. Insulinoma Insulinoma is a neuroendocrine tumor derived mainly from the pancreatic island of Langerhans cells. Basic, most common pancreatic endocrine tumor, 10% malignant, 10% multiple of patients with multiple tumors is 50% of them have main type 1. Features of hypoglycemia, typically early in the morning or before meal, like diplopia and weakness, uh, may have rapid weight gain may be seen, high insulin and raised pro-insulin to insulin ratio, and high C-peptide diagnosis, supervised, prolonged, fasting up to 72 hours, and CT pancreas, management surgery or diazoxide and somatostatin to manage hyper hypoglycemia if patients are not fit or not candid for surgery. Barter syndrome. Barter syndrome is an inherited cause which with autosoma recessive of severe hypokalemia due to defective in chloride absorption as sodium potassium chloride co-transporter in the ascending globe of Henle. It should be noted that it is associated with normal tension unlike other endocrine causes of hypokalemia such as cones or... Cushing or ladies' syndrome, which are associated with hypertension. Loop diuretics work on b- work by inhibiting sodium, potassium, chloride, <coughs> thinking of border syndrome as like taking large dose of fruzaamide, which is usually presented in childhood. It's failure to thrive, <coughs> so it's caused pleuria, polydipsia, hypokalemia, normal tension, and weakness. Weakness, weakness is to loss of calcium in the urine, so on a front stone's treatment of the same sparing spironolactone, and steroid like endomethacin to cause vasoconstriction of el- efferent to so decrease the filtration. Detail man syndrome. Detail man syndrome is due to defect. In the sciazide sensitive sodium chloride transporter in the distal convoluted tubule, it's old man or adult and recessive autosomal features normotension or hypotension, hypokalemia, hypocalciuria, hypomagnesemia, and metabolic alkalosis. So, treatment with potassium spirin, spironolactone, and magnesium. Little syndrome, take exogenous aldosterone. Little syndrome is a rare autosomal dominant condition that causes hypertension and hypokalemic alkalosis, thought to be caused by disorder sodium channel in the distal debuts, leading to increase reabsorption of sodium, so decrease the re- and decrease aldosterone. Treatment is either amiloride or triamterene, It's a potassium-spilling diuretic work on this receptor.